Good morning. How are we this morning? I don't know what you said, but I'm glad you're well. Um, hey, it's a real privilege to have you here with us. Now, on uh, this baptism service, um, there's going to be a couple of challenges. One, um, you're hoping if you're visiting that this guy will keep it short because you're not here to listen to me. You're here to listen to the people who are sharing testimonies. So I assure you it's going to be short. Uh, and secondly, I have to compete with the, the wafting smell of onions and sausages that are going to be wafting in at some point um, because the youth group who are very in, um, uh, that run a youth ministry here in our church uh, are utilizing the crowd to do a fundraiser. <clears throat> so if you feel led to be uh, giving towards that, that'd be great. Uh, just um, after the baptism service, is going to be a sort of sizzle. The funds they're raising is towards a state youth games, which is an event that a bunch of the youth kids uh, head to. Uh, so if you want to be part of supporting that, that'd be wonderful. Um, hey, um, what I'm going to do... Uh, we say this most Sundays. Um, if you're visiting Canterbury Gardens, a very special welcome to you. My name is Shabir. I'm one of the pastors here. Uh, if you're someone who is sceptical to the Christian faith and um, you're maybe just sort of rocked up here and all of a sudden thought, wow, there's a lot of people here. If you're someone who's um, you know, unsure about Jesus, sceptical, we pray that you will um, encounter Jesus. Whether if it's through the songs we've sung, through this little message I'm going to give, or even just hearing the testimonies that you're going to hear in a few minutes. How Jesus is not just some historical figure. He is someone who will change your life perspective. Uh, you might be someone who is visiting because uh, you're here to support uh, the people who are getting baptized. We, we pray that it's a blessing for you and it's a true, real blessing for us to have you here with us. Um, I'm going to read from the Bible. Uh, if you have a Bible, you can turn to Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter 6. If you don't have a Bible, that's fine. Uh, if you would like a physical copy of the Bible, please grab one of these. It's our gift to you. Um, we're more than happy for you to have it. Otherwise, you can just listen in. Uh, we at this church believe these are not just words. It's as though we're hearing the audible voice of God as we hear these words. So would you um, read with me or listen as I read from Romans chapter 6, verses 1 to 5. Here is God's word. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who die to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried therefore with him by baptism into death in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in the newness of life. For we have been united with him in a death like his we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. Let me pray. Lord Jesus, we come before you and we pray and ask that whoever we are in whatever season of life we're in, that you would reveal more of yourself to us. And we pray that you, we will walk away knowing you more. We pray this for your glory alone, in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, when we plan the year in the calendar, we don't really necessarily know what's going to happen when we put in the calendar baptism service. We put it in, and we'll see what happens. And so it's always a great encouragement to see as people step out, and it's a real joy to come this morning. And in a little bit, we're going to hear from Sam, Josh, Beck, and Kylie. 
Um, and I guess this morning, I just want us to consider a couple of things. If you're someone who uh, is new to the Christian faith or exploring, I want you to consider who Jesus is. Maybe you're someone who already knows Jesus, believes in Jesus. Maybe uh, reconsider or, I guess, be refreshed in the knowledge of Jesus. Uh, each time we have a baptism service, we order uh, the spa from a particular person. Uh, I'll change his name because this is getting recorded. His name's Dave. Uh, and Dave is a wonderful guy because over the years I've been getting to know him each time he drops off the spine and the conversation continues where we left off last time talking about Jesus. Uh, and this morning uh, he came and dropped it off and as per usual got into a chat of a variety of things, uh, including the topic about Jesus. But one of the things that really struck me as he shared with me was this. He has a lot of churches that he drops off his spa to. Like he was rattling off all the names and he's literally around all of Melbourne, he's dropping off lots of spas for baptism services. Now I find that amazing, for one. I think he's doing a good job at this business. And secondly, it really astounded me. Dave, uh, Dave probably doesn't realise what this is all about. Like Dave drops it off. He knows there's something that happens and, and he's heard about it and he sometimes sticks around and, and I invited him to a sausage sizzle after the church so he might be here later. He doesn't really get it. And that might be you here today. For some of us, you might just think, oh, this is some sort of religious practice that the church does and I'm here to support the people who are sharing. And you're thinking, yep, that's what it's all about. Maybe some of us got baptized at some point in our lives, and that's wonderful. And, and like an you know, old song, it's sort of, you know some of the things, but it's sort of forgotten, the, 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 the breadth of it, the weight of it, the beauty of it. And some of us have heard that there's a spa bath and a sausage sizzle happening at the church today, and you've just rocked up. But see, here's the thing. Baptism is telling a story. It's actually telling us this wonderful story and it's displaying an outward story, but it's actually about an inward reality, particularly for those who are getting baptized this morning. But see, the act of baptism itself and the whole story behind it actually points not just to the people who are getting baptized, but points to someone much greater, someone who is mighty and awesome, Jesus I mean, the passage I just read to you is written by a guy called Paul, the Apostle Paul. He's a pastor, church man, and leader who wrote a lot of the New Testament. He's saying to the audience that he's writing to, hey, if you belong to Jesus, guess what? You don't actually belong to yourself anymore. You belong to him. Your life is no longer yours. And to sort of show that, he's saying you can't just say, I believe in Jesus. Well, your life should show that, everything about your life should be displayed and even the very act of baptism is an external picture of an internal reality it's a reminder that you were once dead to sin but now you've been raised you represent jesus in this world and you are united there's all spiritual language with him now there's a lot in that passage um but baptism is a reminder of a personal commitment, but it is also a public declaration. And this is one of the reasons why I love that we do it out here in the, in the back, in the, in the side here, because everyone, it's outdoors. 
when our neighbors to this property will hear and see it. It's declaring what Jesus has done. And Sam, Josh, Beck and Kylie are declaring that publicly today to you and me. Now, I'm not sure about you, but I'm a very forgetful person. You can talk to my wife about this. It is a wonderful celebration today, and I'm glad there's so many people here to celebrate this morning. But we need to understand that in some sense we can lose the weight of baptism. What do I mean by that? See, Jesus Christ is real, and he came into this world, and when he was in this world, he himself was baptized. And in his baptism service, in a sense, there was someone who declared something publicly out loud. That was God the Father and said, This is my Son in whom I am well pleased. But here's the thing, though. If baptism was just enough for us to make ourselves right with a holy God, it would just be another religious ceremony. We might as well park a baptism and sort of spa every Sunday, and if you, depending on your week, you can come and we'll sort of dunk you in, out you go. But see, that's not enough, is it? Because it's this reality that's for all of us, that within our heart there is an issue. And that issue is that we as a people have rejected a loving God. We rejected his loving authority. And so, someone had to come. Someone had to come and sort this out for us. His name is Jesus. The one who the Father is well pleased in comes into this world, not only submits to baptism in the sense of display this in his own water baptism, he speaks of a heavier baptism that he would endure. Later on, Jesus speaks about this in the Gospel of Luke, where he says, I came to cast fire on the earth, and would it, would it were already kindled? I have a baptism to be baptized with. How great is my distress until it is accomplished. So in this moment, Jesus is saying, although he is the one who has every right to judge every single soul, he chooses to experience the baptism of the Father's wrath on him, on that cross, on your behalf, on my behalf. And in that picture, as you see someone later on coming out of the water, it's a wonderful picture pointing to a greater resurrection and Jesus being raised again physically on the third day. And now this reminds you and me, this news now confronts all of us to respond. Respond to who he is, to what he's done. And you know, when you and I put our trust or faith in him, what we experience is grace, God's mercy and forgiveness. And for Sam, Josh, Kylie and Beck, at some point in their lives, they put their trust in Jesus. And what they're experiencing now day by day is not God's judgment, but his gracious mercy on their lives. And what they're doing is displaying that publicly. And what they're experiencing day by day is this refreshing grace. A Christian friend, you might already know this. You might already experience this. 
But has the grace of God become like an old song? Or some sort of religious thing that you remember every so often? See, this idea of baptism is a reminder to stir our affections for him again. Because if you are in Christ, you have this grace. And it is good news. Is it not? Amen. And friends, if you do not know this Jesus, maybe you've grown up in church yourself, or maybe you've been a bit skeptical about it all. Maybe you think to yourself that, okay, I could clean myself. I'm not doing some sort of religious thing, but I can sort of clean myself my own way. I've got news for you. You can't. It won't solve the deepest of all issues that's in your heart and my heart. But here's the thing. There is a gracious, loving God. He is the God of all creation. He's the God who created human beings to be under his loving authority. But the first humans turned around and said they were given into temptation and said, no, we will be our own boss. We will be our own king. And for the rest of that time, everything has been corrupted with this idea of sin. Sin ultimately says, I will be my own boss. No, not you, God. And we try to be our own gods and fix our own things. And eventually all it leads to is even more deeper darkness and sin. But God in his mercy sends his only son, the one that he's well pleased in, the one who goes to the cross and endures the fiery baptism of the Father. And on the third day, He's risen, Lord, King, ruling and reigning. And then he sends those who will respond to this message to be his disciples. Then he calls you, even today, maybe if you're skeptical, to consider these claims. Because I've got news for you, Jesus is coming again. And when he returns, he will bring fiery judgment because of who he is, because he is God. Until that day... Can I implore you and encourage you to consider these claims? Maybe talk to the friend who brought you here. Maybe talk to the people who are getting baptized this Sunday and explore and come to a decision about Jesus so that you too may experience his grace. Now, I'm not sure where they're sitting. I think this direction usually. So Kylie, um, Beck, Sam and Josh. We, as your church, are joyful. We are so thankful to Jesus for you and what he's done in your life and will continue to do in your life. Our greatest prayer for you as a church is that you will grow in his grace. And as I read to you the passage earlier, as his followers, you have a mission now. You've been sent as his ambassadors into this world. I want to also encourage you to take courage. After this baptism service, there'll be great joy and celebration, and then Monday will come. Then Tuesday will come. Then Wednesday will come. And you'll have the many challenges that we all face in this world. One of the great pictures I love in the Gospels is after Jesus is baptized, he's driven into the desert for 40 days and 40 nights to be tempted. There is a Savior who's gone before you, a Savior who's conquered sin and death, And our greatest prayer for you as a church is that you know him and love him and trust in him. Rest in knowing that you are united with this Jesus. May you continue to walk in this newness of life that he's given you. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we want to thank you for who you are.
We thank you for what you have done. We know that we can't purify our own hearts, but you came to wash away our sin. Thank you for this water baptism which does not save us, but betrays our salvation and unites us as a people, your adopted sons and daughters. I pray this in your name. Amen.